Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time to talk sport. And uh, our correspondent tonight is the peerless Suzanne McFadden. Kia ora. Oh, kia ora, Neil. Um... <laughs> Only one place to start, Suzanne, uh, and that, of course, is with Arsenal's glorious 3-1 victory. No, it's not. Um, you didn't put that in your no, notes. I'm very disappointed on. by that, but uh, that's all right. Let's talk cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachin Ravindra, my word. Unbelievable. Well, I shouldn't say it's unbelievable because all the signs were pointing to this young man being, you know, a a black cap great and you know he's still young but he made quite an impression at the 50 over world cup mm-hmm. and uh you know it, it was obvious that he um was going to be something special with a white ball but um yeah that, as you pointed out before this wasn't his test debut mm-hmm. but that was his test Maiden Test Century and his Maiden Double Test Century, of course. And uh, he just looks so comfortable mm. at the wicket, doesn't he? Well, it's it's hard to tell with Test cricket, isn't it? It's hard to tell who's going to make it and who doesn't because there are mm. many, many examples of players who maybe were good at first class level but couldn't follow through. Graham Hick, you know, springs to mind. Maybe there are players who are good at white ball cricket but can't translate to the Test game. Mm. Uh, Michael Bevan springs to mind for that. And as you yep. say, you know, he, he made an impression in the White Ball World Cup, but tests are an entirely different beast, aren't they? They are. And we don't get to play them that often. And which makes me really sad because I don't know, I think you might be the same. When I watch test cricket, I'm like, this is the best oh, cricket. The this best. is real cricket. Oh, no yeah. comparison. It's real cricket. This, okay. is, this is proper cricket. It is. Yeah. It is indeed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he had to grind it out on that first day uh, at the wicket with Kane Williamson, and, uh, you know, he talked about at the end of the play yesterday um, what an amazing moment it was for him to reach that first 100 with Kane Williamson, you know, the greatest batsman in the world right now mm. at the other end of, of the pitch. And uh, but he, he came out and, and pretty much did the same again through today mm. until he hit that 200 mark. And then he just started smashing yeah. it all over Let's the go park. time. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he would have loved to have been there longer. Uh, but Neil Brown was uh, really bowling well today mm-hmm. and uh, sneaked one around his pads. And, yeah. Any asterisk, uh, any, any asterisk for you because of the relative quality of the opposition? Uh, no, not at all. No, nice. um, I agree. I have to say, I mean, when you look back, okay, yeah, this is this is an, an experienced South African team as far as test cricket goes. But, you know, we, we have never won a test series against South Africa. I didn't know that until yesterday. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, that blows my won. mind. I mean, they are yeah. a very strong cricketing nation, to be fair. 
they are indeed. And, you know, obviously um, you might think that their strength is more in the white ball game now. But, um, you know, we of the last 11 tests we've played, we've won one of them against them. Mm. So, uh, and I think it, it'll mean quite a lot to the Black Caps if they can get a test series victory for many reasons, of course. But, you know, one is um, a very emotional reason with the new Tangawai shield that's been mm. uh, presented for the first time for the series and the the importance that has to the team. Um, so obviously a series win would be incredible. Well, I'm sorry, we're only two days into the first test mm. and here I am talking about a series win. Oh, no, I like it. I like it. Confidence. Confidence is, yeah, is where it's at, Suzanne. Yeah. 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 Hey, um, hey did, I just wanted to ask you, did you know how Ratchin Ravindra got his first name? Oh, are you about to tell me that it's a portmanteau between Rahul Dravid and Sachin Tendulkar? I am. <laughs> is that actually it. true? I've heard that. It is true. Is it really? It is supposedly true that it was so 10 days. Oh, God, now I can't remember if it was after or before he was born. But, you know, around the time that he was born, uh, Tendulkar and Dravid combined for a world record ODI partnership. Yeah. And his uh, Ratchin's father, mm. Ravi, you know, a, a real cricket tragic, and yeah. I say that in the nicest way. Yeah. You know, obviously um, he's from Bangalore and he came to live in New Zealand and, you know, two of the greatest batsmen in test, in, in, well, in any cricket, uh, you know, to do, to score something like that around the time that he has the son, you know, of course, he's going to take their names and make it into one special name. So Gee. I think I love the story. I yeah, think it's, it's cool, whether yeah. it's true or not. It's it's whoever made that up is pretty clever. Exactly, it's a great story, either way, isn't it? Hey, um, just quickly as well, um, Kane Williamson scored a century in he scored a century in this test as well. It's his thirtieth in test, which is absolutely astonishing. I think that moves him clear of Bradman. I think it one clear of Bradman, yeah. which is just phenomenal. Amazing. Okay, we that, yep, you know, oh, it, oh, maybe oh, they play more cricket, but oh, still, are we at the point where where we have to say that he's the best cricketer we've ever? Is he is he overtaking paddles? Do you think? Oh, there's going to be people who yeah. argue with this, yeah, but um, uh, I I would say yes. I would say yes. Oh. Uh, uh, it's hard it's, to know, and it's, it's is it because yeah. they've both had. I always look at it at not only what they've achieved, but the influence that they've had on the game, the influence they've had on young people watching cricket, who you know who who have maybe taken up the game. You know, I probably took up the game partly because of Richard Hadley, mm. and you know that's why I've ended up doing the job that I do, and so. You know, he had a major influence on, on my life. So, look, it's very hard also. It's like comparing apples and pears, isn't it? You've got a, a wonderful batsman and an mm. incredible bowler. So. It's a great <gasps> – it's, it, it's, a, it's, it's a good one for the pub, though. And, um, yeah. And I'm sure that the yeah. pub will work it out over the coming uh, years and decades. Let's talk yeah. netball quickly as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, gee, what's next for the Silver Ferns, Suzanne? 
Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of people saying what's going wrong here. You know, they, they've they just been to uh, the Nations Cup where they uh, lost to, they lost to Australia and England and then won twice against Uganda to finish third. Mm -hmm. But they narrowly lost to England. And, okay, they were beaten, I wouldn't say resoundingly, but they were beaten well by Australia, mm -hmm. but so were England. So the th trouble is that it's, it's, you've got Australia and then light years to the next team. That's the thing, isn't it? It's, so, it's, it's, a, debt, it's yeah. a strength and depth kind of thing. It's that Aussie, Aussie is streets ahead of everybody else. And because of the lack of uh, overall broad depth, it's difficult to test yourself and, and improve without getting battered by Australia. And, and the um, I suppose that must take a knock on your confidence. It does. But the last two tests we had played against Australia, which were in New Zealand at the end of last year, we won. So I think there's a lot of of good stuff to take out of where we are at the moment. Like you say, you know, we don't have the depth of players that Australia and England have. And when we lose, you know, those legends of the game after a World Cup victory, as we did in, in 2019, it takes us, you know, almost two or three sometimes four World Cup cycles to get back again, mm -hmm. to build up, you know, the, the players that we have. So we're definitely in a rebuilding phase. But what the next decision is who will be the coach mm -hmm. for the next few years. So at the moment, um, Dame Nolan told us she had an extension and she needs to make a decision probably in the next week or so, so that Netball New Zealand can move on if she decides that that is you know she's had an amazing run mm -hmm. as coach of the silver ferns and it's time for her to step down to allow another coach to come in and, and continue with that building up until the next world cup and go 2027 mm -hmm. i think my maths is right um then you know she probably will need to step down now so then it comes down to who replaces her and you know you've got an you know, the, one of the greatest coaches that the game of netball has ever seen, you know, this incredible, clever, canny, out-of-the-box coach. How do you replace her? Mm. And so that is going to be really interesting. But I have I have a theory. Go on. I think it will be Yvette McCausland-Jury, who's taken the pulse to so many ANZ Premiership titles. Trouble is, she step down from netball so that she and her husband could start up St Stephen's Boys School in Bombay, uh, which which I guess has start, just started at school year. So she's very much involved in education, and especially for Māori. And so I guess the question is, would she be able to, to juggle both? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's a really interesting time for the Silver Ferns as far as leadership and who takes them forward from here. Let me just ask you one thing. We'll, we'll, we'll leave you on this on this question this evening. But um, in in terms of netball and the state of netball in New Zealand, do you think that potentially we could be in for a tricky period of time, and that other winter sports like football and rugby are growing mm. so much in terms of popularity in New Zealand and uptake and you know, there, there are only so many yeah. really excellent 
athletes in New Zealand, maybe previously netball had a bit of a monopoly on on many um, really excellent uh, women athletes. Now there's yep. more there's more competition, and perhaps netball, um, regrettably, but in a country of this size, might might be affected by that. Yes, yeah, and they are very very aware of that, especially after having three World Cups, three women's World Cups here in the last two years. Yeah. Netball have been very, very aware of that and they've been, you know, trying exceptionally hard to to get into schools, to get into clubs, to, you know, to really rally interest. But um yeah, it's it's going to be a natural uh what we what could we call it? A transition mm. from from netball, I don't think they're going to ever lose their, their spot as number one women's sport in New Zealand. There's a lot of years and, behind that, isn't there? Yeah. Absolutely, yes. And the fact that they are, you know, the majority of players are women, you know, it sets them apart from every other sport in New Zealand mm. where, you know, rugby, cricket, football are all contesting for funds with the men's game. So that's where netball has the advantage that, you know, most of the funding that comes in for them goes to the women's game. But we're seeing the men's game grow, which is fantastic. Mm. So they will always have that kind of advantage over the other female sports. But, yeah, I think it's it's really hard to know, isn't it? I mean, we we could see a, a great football fern and look at her and go, hmm, what would have happened if you played netball? Yeah, you know, yeah. I love it that game. Really, I love that game. Yeah, it's like, what yes. if LeBron James LeBron played James soccer? Yeah. You know? yeah, I know. How do we know <laughs> that the best footballer in the world isn't playing table tennis Sorry, right now? Yeah. And yeah, we we just don't. So um, it's all you know, circumstance and and a bit of luck and yeah. So I, I I'm happy for the love to be shared around all female sports, as you know. Indeed. So. I don't mind where young women end up playing as long as they are active and playing and having a good time. Great stuff. Suzanne McFadden, thank you so much. Look forward to chatting to you again in the coming weeks. Thank you so much, Mel. And congratulations on your new job. Thank you. Oh, it's very fun. That was uh, Suzanne McFadden, an old colleague of mine from um, from my days working at newsroom.co.nz. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.